NFL's fucked this year. I don't know who's good and who's bad. I really, yeah. Um, Even the Lions won 10 and 1. Like, they're not as bad as their record says. Uh, I will put it on the pod right now that an NFC team is going to win the Super Bowl, though. Which which one, though? I don't know. I don't know. I just know sure, it's going to be an NFC. I just know it's going to be an NFC it's, team. The AFC is can, so scrambled eggs right now. It's just it it's it's bad. Vinny, can you even name three fullbacks that are relevant at this point? Kyle Uzcheck, um, Mr. Ricard, I believe. Or, uh, yeah, I'll give, you, yeah, I'll give you Ricard. I'll, well, I'd give you that. Those are the only two and, I can think uh, of. Uh, Johnson. So, uh, I think that's you can't just come up with random last <laughs> Johnson, name. Throw it out there. Is the no. most common. Yeah, like, is Johnson if he's his a, first name or his last name? Okay, just wait. Just wait. I'm going on my. I'm going on my fantasy football app i'm just gonna type in johnson and see he how many johnsons up. pop up there might be three there might be three fullbacks that are johnson's okay deontay johnson we got kicker for the washington football team brian johnson we got ty johnson we got david johnson we got tyler johnson receiver on you the bucks I was mistaken. I'm, I think I'm thinking of Juwan Johnson on the Saints. He's he's a tight end, though. Yeah, and I he's think a tight he takes end. some reps. He <laughs> is a tight end. I, that was the next name. I was no, actually, I was going to say Dearnest Johnson. Dearnest. He saved me in a couple of weeks of fantasy this year as what a, a pickup for anyone who got him in the waivers. I'm just looking. It's Chubb season though. Now I got Chunt. I'm ready to use it. I'm going to confirm right now that there is not a single fullback name Johnson. Wow. Talk about, a, talk about a swing and a miss for, from producer Benny there. I mean, out of all the names you could have named, Johnson well, is probably the active? safest. Like I got like legends. Okay. No, we want, no, we want active. Cause I no, can no, 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 no. I want to hear what his legends are then. Cause they were probably in like the seventies. No dude. They're, they're way. Well, really there's just, it's just Lorenzo Neal, bro. He's the guy. What about oh, was um, I'm, I gotta look him up. Tolbert was he a was he a fullback? You know, you know, I, I he played on the Chargers. Hey, he Mike Lorenzo? Tolbert. Mike. Lorenzo played on the. No, team. Lorenzo did. Yeah, yeah. He's the reason. He's the reason, dude. Mike Tolbert was a fullback. I'm gonna, go. I'm gonna say Mike all saw it from the from the box. That's an absolute gimme. Eddie Lacy probably should have been a fullback, but Jerome Bettis, I feel, is like a hybrid. Jamal Jeez, I Lewis. Think, like the bus. Vinny, I don't know if you remember this, but I I specifically remember this. Because I we would have been at Pease and I would have been in grade eleven. And we were playing you guys. We were playing you guys in playoffs. I want to say it might have been. It might have even been like city finals or something. I can't remember, but it was. It was. I think we were on kickoff. I want to say, and all I remember. You won't remember this, but I do. You and I locked eyes, and for some reason, I thought it was a good idea to run full speed ahead at the best fullback in Moose Jaw football history like high school football history. 
and you absolutely demolished me. And I remember our coach having to come out. I think my dad was the trainer actually. And he had to come out and get me off the field because you hit me so hard. So. Hey man, I, I feel that I, my dad was a trainer for a sports team of mine as well. And it is it's something different. It hits different when your dad's going to come out. Dude. But Terry probably came out and said, uh, like, he was probably disappointed in me. Like, how did I let, but then again, you're the greatest fullback in Moose football, high school football history. Well, that's just what separates me from other fullbacks is, or other running backs in general. Is, uh, I'm not going to run around you. I'm, I'm going right, right for you. But you got to give me props. I'm probably like, like I'm tiny and I try to go full speed ahead. It wasn't a good idea, but I tried it. Hey, you did your best. And I was just I, doing my best, but I, I got hurt. And I think, and I think coach benched me for the rest of the game. So, well, I respect the fullback position. I, I really do. Yeah. You have to respect the fullback position only because of that moment in my life though. If it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't care for the position, but. Wow. I'm glad to be a part of that moment in history for you. Even though you don't remember, but. No, I remember. I remember hey. every time I locked eyes. See, well, I thought that you... was going, I thought that was going somewhere else, Marty. I know. You as talking, soon as you said locked eyes. When you were like, yeah, I locked eyes. I was like. Well, I would kiss I was like, him if that's yeah, what you're thinking. Well, that's what I was going to say. You guys are going to kiss the Kia summer sales event. That's, that's for sure where I thought that was going. Well, that being said, welcome everyone to episode four of Rolling the Dice with Peas and Marty. I am Marty, one of your hosts here. Uh, thanks everyone for joining and continuing to listen with us. Um, if you even made it this far at this point after our uh, discussion, we'll call it. But uh, you heard from our producer, you heard from my co-host. I'm going to start with producer Vinny. Vinny, how are you doing lately, buddy? What's up? What's new? Uh, not much, man. Just been grinding the pod, you know, doing some editing, rocking the behind the scenes for the boys, working on some lyrics for the theme song. So stay tuned on that. Um, also working on getting the boys some new mics and, you know, trying to improve the pod. And I'm really looking forward to watching my Saints play in the Mormon Mega Bowl. You know, Taysom Hill, Zach Wilson, going to be one for the books. You know, what else do you need to know other than, there is a really big fullback game in the Patriots Bills we can get into a little bit later. Perfect. I know you're dying to talk about that. So just for you, we'll we'll talk about that game. Probably the most exciting 14-10 game for you, I would imagine. But other than Vinny, we also got, as you've already heard from his story, Papa Peas. Peased, what's up, buddy? How are you doing? What's new in your world? Uh, not much new, just uh, trying to recover and stay afloat for the Christmas season. Took a little bit of a beating this weekend, so we're just trying to get back in the green here. We're not nah. even trying to break even. We just want a little bit of profit at some point. So, yeah, I feel- other, than that, other than that, it's going well. It's going good. And, uh, yeah, happy to be here with the boys today. I feel like we can't start every episode with you saying... I'm recovering from the weekend. Like we're a, like a sports slash cast. And I think three of the four episodes we've started with, we're going to recover from the weekend. So it's a grind. It's a grind for our, our gambling guru. He's um, 
we'll, we'll get into his parlay in a minute here and his, uh, his, some of his bets, but it's been a tough go for the kid, but you know what, peas, you're going to bounce back. You're going to get that money back for, for your Christmas presents or whatever you're, you're doing for Christmas this year. I'm assuming you're, you're a little down right now, but Hey, you're going to get back up. You always do. I believe in you, buddy. Yeah. Right now the kids are lucky to get uh, itchy bands. So we got to fix that. Well, hopefully this episode, when we get a little bit deeper into it, we can, we can hear what you're thinking. We're going to hear about kind of what you're leaning towards in terms of our, of our bets. So hopefully we're going to see a comeback season from you, Johnny Manziel's season, but you know, more successful than Johnny Manziel, I guess, hopefully. But uh, just to kind of recap, what, well, I'm not to recap what we're going to actually go through for this episode today. We'll talk about Peaser's parlay. We'll talk about why he's kind of been down. We'll talk about um, also mine and Vinny's vet bets as well too. We'll kind of do that at our at our last section there. Uh, we'll go. We'll do a little bit of recap of what happened over the weekend, and uh, we'll kind of highlight once again. We're going to try to highlight uh, not all the NFL games, but kind of the ones that we're focusing on and something a little different that we're doing on today's episode. Cause again, we're still trying to figure out a format of what we want to do. Um, <laughs> I thought you were doing that to me, but I realized the fucking cat is on the screen. Bees pussy. Dude, I feel so bad. I didn't want to stop you mid go, but no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, we're just, <laughs> oh man, it's, it's too late to be doing this. Anyways, we're going to talk about the NFL games. We're going to talk about some of the NHL NBA games from over the weekend. So as I was, as I was, oh my God, dude, the pod is off to a great start. I can't even fucking speak right now. We're going to talk about NBA, NHL, college and NFL over the weekend. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm happy I was able to spit it out there. Once we kind of dive into it, we're going to talk a little bit more about all the sports this episode. So we were going to do two episodes per week. We decided let's move to one. So now we're going to just try to cover everything over the weekend. So for the listeners at home, that's kind of what we're focusing on. Hopefully we'll have some better luck with some of the predictions that we have. And we hope you continue to roll with us as we kind of go through these next few episodes. So we'll see what happens and if it works out. And uh, if we like this format, I think we're going to stick with it. So that's kind of our plan right now. So Pease, I think um, without, you know, just leaving it any longer, I think let's start off with a recap of your parlay as well as kind of just talking about some of the, the NFL games that happened last, uh, last weekend here. So I'll give you the floor cause I can't speak right now. So go yeah. Ahead. Um, uh, pretty disappointing the way that, uh, the hundred dollar parlay came to crumble there, especially when the last leg was Baltimore money line. And I had to watch them fail a two point convert there. Um, you know, if if you were to watch some of that uh, or to watch that two point convert over again, you can see that the entire Ravens offensive line is completely on the ground while you've got TJ Watt and everyone else coming at Lamar. Hard, hard to say if Lamar should make that play, but 
uh, it's such a tough loss, especially against Pittsburgh. So yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. But I mean, we got Miami cashing, Arizona cashing and the Colts cashing. So ah, just disappointing the way that it all panned out. Um, and then I would just like to note that not only is it hard enough to go six and zero, but I'm pretty sure it's almost harder to go. Oh, and six on your single bets. Um, so yeah, shout out to anyone who, uh, um, shout out to anyone who, who followed me, I guess I got a lot of hate speech. I still am in, uh, retirement talks with the old lady, but, uh, you know, we're thinking about coming out or thinking about maybe rolling the dice again, but, uh, it's too early to predict. So other than that, those are really the only two parlays that I kind of put together and games that I was betting on. Like I said, I'm pretty disappointed that it was my own Baltimore Ravens that let me down, but here we are. We're still alive, barely breathing, but still alive. Um, do we want to go over your guys's? Marty had a money line parlay. Vince had an over-under parlay. Um, they did a lot better than I did. Maybe they should take over the gambling section. Uh, Marty, do you want to talk about yours first, maybe? Sure, might as well. I'm uh, surprised. I've been pretty successful over the last couple of episodes in terms of my um, my picks here. But, I mean, I'm not as aggressive as you are, I guess. So so I, I had four Moneyline games from the NFL that I had selected. I went three and one. So the games that I had picked were Colts over the Texans. Colts 131 does nothing. Uh, I had the Bucks over the Falcons. I got that one right. And then one of the games that we had disagreed on, Washington football team came out on top against the Raiders, and that was a pretty tight game. And uh, the only one I got wrong was my shithawks. They won. I can't believe they won. Um, Gerald Everett tried to blow it for me. Um, he, well, not blow it for me, but just blow it for the team, I guess. Cause I was, he had like two or three fumbles, but, uh, Russ and the Seahawks pulled through and, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excuse, excuse me for a second. Fuck. Well, other than getting, uh, the Seattle game wrong, I ended up okay. Like we said, I went three and one. So I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, Vinny, how did you do last week? Could have been better. Could have been worse. I thought it wasn't terrible for Vinny's first wave of the week. The wave, we wrote it out, but unfortunately came up a little bit short. We went uh, four out of six on the wave. So, you know, I hit the I hit the over in the L.A. Uh, Bengals game, as we discussed. Everyone got a piece of the pie. That was a good game. I lost on the under with the football team Raiders game. I lost on the under with the San Francisco game. And I got the under in that Rams Jaguars game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. I, that like one was seven uh, points from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, that was fire. It's very good. Very good of them. It's very Jacksonville of them anyway. Uh, I hit that over on the Cardinals Bears game. And the under on the Colts Texans game. Texans. Whew. Sheesh. Sheesh. Yeah. One of them. But yeah, that's that was the wave of the week. And uh we hope to go six for six next week. Yeah, we're gonna start hammering those bats, ladies and gentlemen. 
stick with us. I know it's been a rough, rocky road. I know I'm speaking from me more so than these other two, but yeah, stick with us. You never know what could happen. Maybe something great. You know, maybe we go on like a 20 and hour streak or something. We just get super hot with it, but yeah. Okay. So I think what we're going to do next here is we're going to jump into our preview of week 14 for the NFL here. Um, so we're going to just, what we're going to do is we're not going to focus on every game. I think between myself and Pease, we're just going to highlight the games that we're going to be watching. And then after that, we will kind of just go through the NHL and the NBA games afterwards. So we're going to start with the NFL here first. So Pease, I'm going to pass it off to you, buddy. What do you want to talk in terms of NFL? Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for letting me lead off. Um, there's a few games on my schedule here that I'm looking forward to. And it's uh, we're starting right at the 12 o'clock slate. It's the Dallas Cowboys versus the Washington football team. That's a big, big, big game for that division. The Cowboys at eight and four, Washington at six and six. I mean, Washington at home there, if they want to they want to start to string together a couple wins. They're going to make that division close. And I mean, the Eagles are far behind them. So that anything could happen in that division. Um, the other game, wow, well, this one's the last of the 12 o'clock games, but it's, it's my Ravens versus the Cleveland Browns uh, Cleveland coming off their bye week. We're going to see exactly how well they prepared for this week. They had a couple couple weeks to prepare for this one. Ravens are really banged up, especially after, that game against Pittsburgh there. Um, yeah. If the Ravens lose this game, I don't think they make playoffs. Um, so yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can we backtrack? You just said if the Ravens lose. Yeah. You don't think they'll make playoffs. Yeah. Like it's getting down to the nitty gritty in the AFC and that defense is it. Remember how bad it was at the start of the year. They have about, I, th- I think I read somewhere like 10 guys on IR out for the year. And that's that's got guys like Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey on there now. The secondary oh, right. is yeah. so banged up. The secondary is so banged up. I, I do think that the Ravens beat the Browns because the Browns are an awful passing team. But uh, I I don't know. It's It's hard to be a Raven hopeful at this time of the year. So just with all the injuries, it makes it so extremely tough. Man, what a 180 from you. You're like on top of the world, so high, and now it's just like, nope, not making the playoffs at this point. I mean, I, I mean, okay, like that's that's probably a bit aggressive. I've still got a bitter taste in my mouth after the Steelers game. I think that game was given to the Steelers, although they played well. Uh, we, I don't know. Lamar needs to be better, I think just the Ravens in general need to be better, but uh, yeah, I mean, eight and four, we're still, we're, we'll, we'll make the playoffs. I'm, I'm being a bit dramatic, but, but yeah, no, they really need to uh, secure some of these wins against some middle to lower class teams. So. Yeah. I mean, the AFC is interesting because you got Pats nine and four Titans are not uh, eight and four. Ravens are eight and four chiefs are eight and four. And then you've got a couple of seven and five teams. So you know what? Yeah. If they lose, that's some scary hours. I well, didn't you gotta, yeah, t- you gotta think. I didn't since- realize how tight it is. Yeah. You gotta think of Cincinnati and the Browns. I mean, the Steelers are six, five and one. If you know, depending on what happens Thursday against the Vikings on the road, they could be seven, five and one come, you know, come the, 
come Sunday. Interesting. Any games, any games that are coming off the board for you, though, Marty? Yeah, taking a look, I think one of the one of the more interesting games that I have marked down here is the Bills versus the Bucks. Um, Bills are coming off that loss last week uh, against the Pats. I think I said it earlier. I liked the Pats in that game. I just wasn't expecting that game to be the outcome that it actually was. I think that was more of a, a Vinny type game. Vinny, did you end up watching that Monday Nighter? You bet I did. You know why? Because I heard there's a big run game. There's wind factor. And big run game means big fullback game. Shout out to Jakob Johnson on the Patriots. Johnson, if you allude earlier in the intro, uh, they said there was no Johnson fullback. Bro, he was out there making that block, making the seal. So Harris, Stevenson, a little bit of Bolden even sprinkled in. They just have their way on the ground, boys. It's yeah, the running backs. Day. Yeah, the running backs day. for the Patriots really uh, got to feast there a little bit. Uh, the Belichick plan kind of came full circle and uh, outcoached, outmanned, outplayed. So good for them. What do you think of uh, Stevenson, Pease? Ramondre? Yeah. I mean, I've always kind of been a more power running back type guy rather than the flashiness. So, you know, guys like Latavius Murray, Jamal Lewis, you know, hard-nosed runners like that. So I would rather have a Damian Harris over Ramondre Stevenson. But, I mean, they're both having good years in the in the way that they're playing. So... I don't think I don't think there's a bad running back on the on the New England Patriots. So Stevenson gives me very New England Patriots vibes, like just yeah. that typical back that they have. More of that power running back. What I'm trying to figure out is this: How did a team in the modern NFL win a game with their quarterback only throwing the ball three times and only get, completing it twice? Hey, for that's, 19 that's yards. 67% for McCorkle. Shout out McCorkle. They 100% won because we were talking about McCorkle. Yeah. Efficiency. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out efficiency. Shout out efficiency. Dude, Ramondre is a fucking big boy. He doesn't look <laughs> that big, though. 250 pounds, only six foot. I mean, I say only six foot, but still, like, he's a thick boy. Like, what's Damian Harris coming in at? It can't be that thick. Dude, Damian Harris looks huge out there. Does he? I don't think so. You gotta pull this you gotta pull the numbers up here. Yeah, it's on the big screen, boys. 213, 511. Jeez, man. Like I thought it was completely the other way around. He's 24. Yeah, dude. Everyone's old. everyone's younger than us in the NFL. Damn. Bama. He's a Bama boy. Roll tide. Um I think the one game, though, that is uh, kind of being, I guess, glossed over is the Bucks versus the Bills. That's that's one of the high-end games of the week there, I would say. Um, I'm surprised it's not in the late night. But, yeah, I mean, the Bucks kind of came back to reality with their offense starting to click against a semi to piss-poor Falcons defense there. But I mean, the Bills, the Bills haven't played a decent game in, well, I guess two or three weeks now. So this one's in Tampa Bay. It should should be nice weather. I can't see it being like they did against the Patriots. So 
get ready for some fireworks there, I think. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see the Tom Brady versus Josh Allen. I don't think Allen has he beat Brady yet in a game. I don't know. It would be either way. That's, I'm kind of I think against Brady. Yeah, so that'll be a kind of an interesting storyline as well too. And we're speaking of playoff pictures and everything. The Bills need to win, otherwise yeah. they're going to be in trouble. Well, so I, I said it last week on the pod. Whoever wins between the Patriots and the Bills, that's that's your division winner right there. And so don't be surprised when the Patriots win, if not clinch the first seed in the AFC. So yeah, that'll be exciting to watch. Um, the other game, other than the the Monday nighter that I had highlighted, was the 49ers against Cincinnati. So two teams coming off a loss, two teams that really again need a win in terms of playoff implications um yeah i mean the 49ers lost to the seahawks last week i didn't think seattle would win another game maybe that's uh, <laughs> you're going through it this week peas with the ravens i was going mm-hmm. through it with mm-hmm. seattle but i mean at least the ravens have you know eight wins versus four but we won't talk about that uh, and then yeah the Bengals they they're a weird team. Hey, like, I don't oh, know man, what to think this man, that game. And like, well, I was big on the Cincinnati minus three. So they go down 24 rip and I'm thinking, geez, I'm getting texts from everyone, this and that, and this and that. And I'm like, okay, let's just let the game play out a bit. And then they started to put together some drives and everything. And they looked really good. And then Joe Burrow kind of went down with his pinky finger there. And after that, it was, it was kind of a no go. So I think, um, the t- turning point in that game because bro was actually playing with that that pinky for a, like during the comeback and joe mixon and i i know this because i have mixon in fantasy he fumbled the ball yeah without even then, being touched man it was brutal <laughs> hey and sometimes then you get a bad case of fumbleitis bro it happens to the best running back. yeah like yeah it was something special that's for sure like literally no well someone might have caught a piece of him but it literally looked like no one was anywhere near him when he dropped it. I didn't see the replay, but yeah, no, just speaking of that, that play shout out to Tavon Campbell, uh, ex U of R football player. He got the touchdown there. So Hey, shout out. Shout out. So don't, don't hate that makes us look bad on the pod, but good. U of R good. U of R boy getting a touchdown. So I like to see it. So, but yeah, that's another game that I have highlighted. So like I said, both teams need to get a win. So I'll be one that I'm watching for sure. And then I think that takes us uh, to the Monday nighter. That's the last game that at least I had highlighted piece. I'm sure you have this one highlighted as well as yeah. it's a, a big NFC game. Yeah, that one is that one's got some scary vibes to winning the division as well. I mean, I know that we're kind of putting that out there for a couple of divisions, but Arizona got a two game stranglehold. I mean, the Rams, they they took care of the Jaguars as they should. The Cardinals took care of the Bears as they should. So this will be a good little game, and I like that everyone's kind of coming back healthy for the for the Cardinals there. It's kind of good to see Kyler Murray, you know, buzzing around out there. I do think if Arizona wins this game, they will win the division with no real, no real chance for a comeback. But if the Rams win, look out. I don't know if they play again this year, but... It'll be a close little division come come to the end of the year. Yeah, I think I 
I mean, we'll probably get into this a little bit later, but I, now that Arizona is healthy, they've managed to continue to win games without D hop and uh, Kyler. And now they're both back specifically Kyler though. Like that team is so dangerous with him at quarterback and just his ability to run the ball and like having him on the goal line specifically is just impossible to cover. Yeah, it's because you got you have to send someone out to basically spy him. And if you do that, you're taking away someone from coverage or an extra runner in there. Yeah, there's a lot of different things that uh, Cliff Kingsbury can do with that offense with Kyler there rather than like a Colt McCoy or whoever else was playing for him. But yeah, no, it's good to see. You never want to see the star players like that down for a long time. So, yeah, I hope to see some serious, like, you know how we had, like, we were talking about it a couple episodes ago where we talked about Ravens versus Browns uh, last year, I think that game was. And then we were talking about the Rams versus the Chiefs from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have a game like that. Yeah, that would be that would be good for a Monday nighter. I uh, I feel like the last couple of Monday nighters not ideal in terms of watching them. So I think this will be a game to kind of get it back on the right path. I know we were kind of hoping it would be like that last week, but obviously the weather kind of changed the plans for that. So that'll be a, that'll be a good game. I mean, it's in Arizona, so I can't see weather being a huge issue there. I can't even remember. Do they play indoors there? Yeah, I think they play in a dome. So I think right there, I think you're going to see uh High scoring game. So should be a good one to watch. Okay. Um, other than that, the only other thing I wanted to ask you, Pease, because I just need your opinion, because I am a Seahawks fan. Seahawks taking on the Texans at Houston. Dude, an absolute stink fest. But the Seahawks do win that game on the road. The Texans are just. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, the Seahawks want to run the football, it's apparent. Um, Houston can't stop the run. So speaking, speaking of the Seahawks, Adrian Peterson, I can confirm only had one touchdown last week and maybe I think 12 yards. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't even think he had 20 yards. So for the folks listening at home, I will not be purchasing an Adrian Peterson Jersey. Thank fuck. I will not be buying one either. Cause that's basically throwing $200 down the drain for a guy who maybe will play the rest of the season. (laughs) Okay. I think what we'll do now is, um, so we kind of highlighted some of the NFL games. We'll talk a little bit more about who we're actually rolling with a little bit later in the episode here, because we do want to talk about some of the action happening in the NHL, the NBA, as well as uh, some college sports as well, too, that we've kind of highlighted. So our plan here is we're going to talk about Uh, Games from Saturday through Monday is what we've highlighted. So we're going to try to touch on just a few games that we highlighted each from each league and um, the games that we'll at least be watching anyways, not necessarily the games we're, we're betting on, but just games that we think are worth, uh, worth your time to, to watch. So once again, peas, I'm going to pass it off to you here. Let's start with uh, Saturday. So again, for those of you listening, we are talking about this upcoming Saturday, which is December 11th. Yeah, and I like uh, I like what you said there. Just because we're highlighting these games doesn't mean we're actually necessarily betting on them. 
because that section is coming up next after we roll through a little bit of the things to watch for this week. So for Saturday, December 11th here, I've got two hockey games that are sticking out to me, and I do think they're going to be good ones. I think the best one of the night is Carolina versus Edmonton. Edmonton's kind of been, uh, you know, not not putting the puck in as um, like they were at the start of the season. Carolina, I mean, they had that tough loss to Ottawa where they put up like 50-some shots or whatever and just couldn't find the back of the net. <clears throat> I think that one's going to be one to watch. And then the Bruins haven't looked great lately, but I have Boston and Calgary here. Calgary, I, I think we have to admit, they're full-blown wagon status, and they are being led by their goaltending. Like, you know, if you can't score, you can't win, and Calgary's keeping it out of their end pretty well right now. So, yeah, I've got those two as uh, highlighted games. Anything from you, Marty or Vinny? I think um, the games that you highlighted for sure will be probably the most interesting Carolina, Edmonton, they're both they're both not playing well right now. Arguably, they were probably two of the top teams for the first, what, two, two and a half months. And now they're kind of both on a little bit of a skid. So this will be a good bounce back game for either team, whoever ends up winning that game. So definitely agree. That'll be one to watch. Um, Hockey Night in Canada on uh, it'll be the later game on Saturday there. Yeah, I was about to say the early the earlier game is Chicago versus Toronto. If you wanted to watch that, uh, Chicago has been playing better lately. They did beat my Caps. They did. Um, they did. So I mean, kudos to them. They have, they have been playing better. Um, Toronto is again one of those top teams. So I think it'll be a, at least a good test for Chicago to see if they are going to continue down the right path. But they have been playing better. The game I actually highlighted. And I don't think we've given them enough love on the pod yet is the Anaheim Ducks taking on the Penguins. Um, okay, I gotta I gotta ask you, did you see that that Zegers? The little flip, yeah, the little flip up and tap in there. Marty, if we could have done that back in our little peewee bantam days, we would have been studs. We wouldn't be doing the pod. They'd be talking about us on a pod. Fun fact, I did do the Michigan goal, but it was in inline hockey when it was like four on four on rollerblades uh shout out to carson bell he would have been on my team that year and he can confirm that i did that so um but to do it in an nhl game and not even to go for the goal like he clearly went for a pass there and then who who scored the goal uh milano yeah to to have the awareness to like hit it well, out of how did like that's what i can't figure out is like yeah zegris clearly had this plan to like flip it like lacrosse like do the michigan but a pass but like how do like as the guy who's receiving the pass like how do you like just have the instinct to well, bat it out of the air i don't think it's instinct there i mean this is that this is not just something they came up with on the fly i mean they've obviously talked about it or practiced it or something like that this isn't something you, you know this isn't the outdoor hockey rink where you just kind of do it and then it just all works i mean if it is hallelujah make it happen but i just when i saw that goal i just couldn't believe like the NHL is getting crazier and crazier with some of these goals that they're scoring. But if you think about it, Pease, even like, I mean, Zegers is what? He's probably 19, 20 years old. Like, even when all three of us were pl- playing hockey, like, I don't know about you guys. I was trying this shit all the time, whether it was at practice or 
on the outdoor rink. And like, if you think about even the younger generation, which is weird to say that we're like, technically we would be like in our prime if we were, if we were NHL players right now, but like, we would like, if we were practicing that stuff, imagine how often these guys are practicing it, that they can now implement it in actual NHL games. It's just, yeah, like that's a good way of putting about it. The time and, you know, the time they put into their craft. I'm like when I was practicing, I was just trying to figure out how to properly stick handle. So for these guys to make all these plays and everything like that, it's uh, super creative and super fun to watch actually. So PZO, you're just strictly known as like that grinder. You're, you're the definition of a third line grinder, get pucks deep, but you know what? I'd fucking go through a brick wall for you. Yeah, they know that they don't make them like uh, like me much anymore. You know, it's uh, hockey's now more of a finesse game rather than a bump and grind type thing. But um, yeah, okay. So I think um, we'll continue on the trend of focusing on Saturday here, December. So again, December eleventh, Saturday. We have a couple. I think one NBA game that we highlighted. Peace. I'm going to throw it back to you here. Ah, uh, yeah. So, like, there's only one NBA game. There's a few games on, but uh, I think there's only one notable one, and that's uh, Chicago Bulls versus Miami. Um, two of the better teams going at it in the NBA. Uh, Miami at home. Hopefully, they get all healthy for that game. Um, I think DeMar DeRozan is through COVID protocols right now. I know he had just started not too long ago. So, it'd be interesting to see if he's ready to go for that game. Is there a Johnson on that team? Because I know Vince is strictly focused around Johnsons. So, big. Johnson I don't think guy. you are a big Johnson guy. Johnson mm. and Johnson. Johnson Shout and out. Johnson. <laughs> Shout him out. I know what vaccine you got. Um. Okay. And then after the NBA, there we are just gonna flip over to some college hoops. There's two really, really big. Uh, college hoops games um it's got four ranked teams number 22 wisconsin versus number 21 ohio state i think that might be you know last second type buzzer beater shot type thing so that one should be good to watch and then a surprise number nine alabama versus 14 houston um you know bama's starting to get better at all the sports rather than just football so this could be dangerous for the league. They're they're fun to watch. And uh, yeah, I think both teams are, well, obviously ranked in the top 15. So should be a great game, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so that's all we had for Saturday, December 11th. We're going to go into December 12th. So that's the Sunday. Peace, did you have any NBA games highlighted that you wanted to chat about? Uh, no, I'm looking at the thing right now. There's about six games, all kind of dog shit. I know we've talked about the Knicks on this show, but they're not even 500. They don't get to be on the podcast anymore. So yeah, no, no real games that are sticking out to me. What about the Minnesota Portland game? What about them? Minnesota has been on a tear, bro. Um, if my stats are correct, Minnesota's lost their last four basketball games. But they've gotten better each time. They've progressively lost by a less margin. That's, <sighs> That's important, Pease. You're, 
You're forgetting that's, about the improvement piece. That's Still making moves. That's 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 very true. Um, we'll throw them on the eight o'clock start. Minnesota four game losing streak. Timberwolves versus the Portland Trail Blazers, who have been no better on a three game losing streak. So yeah, we have hey. some NBA talk for Sunday, December twelfth. Hey, Game you know what? Actually, Man, baby. I do have something that we can talk about if we're going to talk about Portland. Do you guys see the rumors that they're saying that Dame wants Ben Simmons on that team? No, I haven't. You didn't see that? I saw no. that all Maybe over he Instagram. Wants to feature him on a song. Yeah. Can <laughs> he come over and that. be on this track? Is... Uh, no, I don't, I don't know how that would go, to be honest. Honestly? I mean, at this point, I mean, Ben Simmons plays for a tough city and he's like the definition of not, I mean, not that I can really determine who's tough and who isn't tough, but he doesn't really give me that Philly vibe to say the least. Things have been going like, but I did hear rumors that they're saying that Lillard wanted Ben Simmons and that. They're saying that they could complement each other pretty well because, you know, Dame, Dame, a little bit of a sharpshooter. Lillard doesn't know how to shoot a basketball. Um, The Trailblazers are a team that needs an extra piece. They always seem to be a guy short. And, I mean, Lillard's been pretty faithful to that team and they haven't really put the pieces around him. So, plus, Simmons would help out defensively. Yeah, because that team that team struggles defensively. Yeah, that team like it would get better if Simmons was to go, but I mean, so just talking trade talks. So what you'd have to give up CJ McCollum. So now you're getting rid of your other big piece. Now you're just putting more pressure on, um, Dame Dame to hit shots. Yeah, now he has to produce. Whereas before, if Dame wasn't on, usually CJ was. If CJ wasn't on, Dame was on. You know, they kind of complimented themselves. But uh, that was just offensively. Yeah, like where they really there's yeah, there really is no defense there. So but like you guys think Simmons is salvageable in the sense of living up to what all the hype was. I, I I do think that, that I, I I well he needs he needs a he needs a culture change because but do you Philly, think out. yeah like Philly will never accept him the way that he is so he would need yeah. to play on another team before he comes back in place. But peas, this is what I this is what I I think I want to ask you like do you think Simmons will ever be as relevant of a player as he was let's say his rookie year I mean. He was pretty obviously everyone out there's a lot of hype around him. Like, do you ever think he would reach that full potential? Yeah, uh, it's it's so hard to say because I mean you don't really know what's going on behind closed doors type thing, the type of work he's putting in. I I don't know. I think he would want to be on a team that you know wants him type thing. Whereas right now I think Philly is just kind of making him eat his shit sandwich type thing. So I just like have a hard time believing. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what Ben Simmons is going through. Like, I know he there's talk around that the mental mm-hmm. health side of things. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I like to think I'm an advocate for that for mental health. It, it's just interesting though to think about the dynamic of like 
do do players want to play with him that are like that aren't on Philly? Like, I I don't know. Like, it's hard to think that. Like, even if you like think about this pod, like if it's like someone's quitting on you, like do you really want to work with a person who's going to quit on your team? But I don't know what kind of impact or what Ben Simmons is going through. And I mean, it'd be pretty tough to play for a city that has like like Philly that has zero faith in you and. I mean, let's be honest, Philly's probably not the nicest uh, group of fans, to say the least. No, so, but no. yeah, I don't know. It's 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 really tough to say if he would ever return to where he is. And it's a very unfortunate thing because, you know, he was pretty he was decent in his first few years. But yeah, the potential I, I think, is definitely I think, there. Yeah, yeah I think he got ex- ceiling. Yeah, I think he got exposed, though, and. You know, it's it's hard to get back that swagger, I guess, once you've lost it. So, yeah, it's not crazy, but I think like I think it comes down to like development and the coaching. And I think this is going to sound crazy, but like what if he went to the raps, bro? I know we're not really needing something like that, but like I think under that development, he could definitely. Return. I think he could not thrive. I think he could thrive in an environment like that more so. Not really that that's the Raptors' needs, but I think it, it it's the environment. Yeah, like like we're not. I don't think we're disagreeing that Philly is an, an atrocious place for someone to go through, especially when you don't produce. And you know, if you're not wanted, you're not wanted, and it's pretty apparent that he's not wanted. So, but well, he guys, doesn't want to be there either, dude. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. It's just like both both parties ain't. Well, they broke like, up. They were living together. They broke up, and now they're still in that weird limbo where it's like, yeah. hey, we still live together. No, 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 no. Tr- trust the process. Yeah. Just trust the process, Vinny. You're giving up on the pro the the process. The little process, too, process, process. It's all the same. Don't come on, peas. I don't need that. Sorry, I'm, I, I can't. I already can't speak this episode. <laughs> Yeah, that okay. one's um, that one's a tough one. So, <clears throat> I think um, besides my once again my pronunciation issues, let's move to the NHL Sunday games that we have highlighted here. How do you pronounce Drysidel though? Exactly uh, the way you just oh, said it. Oh, Drysidel. Yeah, that was that threw yeah, that me was off bad. Episode or whatever Dr- episode. Oh, Dr- Drysidel. Just. I try, I try and let both of you guys kind of just get, I'm trying to let both of you guys just kind of be your own use, you know, but fuck, sometimes it's hard to listen to. Man, I just called your Leon, so I don't blow it. Just play it safe. Yeah, it's way yeah. easier. Or just like, I don't, I just try to not use his name as much as possible. Him, I'm not as worried about him, but there's like, that's kind of what I try to do. If I don't know the last name, just use the first name. <laughs> Never but the first fails. name's hard too. Well, then I just call it quits and hop off the pod and call it a day, basically. Yeah. But uh, uh, um, it's, you know what? It's funny because Edmonton doesn't even play Sunday. But Peas, do you have any? Do you have any games that you highlighted there for Sunday, December twelfth, for the yeah. NHL? I've got uh, two that are kind of sticking out on my page. I have uh, Florida versus Colorado. That one's a big game. Um, Colorado's finally starting to get uh, healthy. Kale McCarr is on an absolute tear. Guy might uh, win the Norris this year. Um, Florida, absolute freaking 
powerhouse. I just think this is going to be one of those games that is uh, must watch hockey. And then I got, I kind of highlighted a game that I'm interested in and it's uh, Nashville versus the Rangers. So the Rangers are at home. They are on an absolute tear right now. Um, but I mean, Nashville kind of matches up well against them just due to the fact that, uh, you know, Nashville's based around defense and goalie, whereas the Rangers have a little more firepower. Um, yeah, that one should be good, good game to watch too. Um, other than that, maybe Vegas, Minnesota, but I'll let you talk about that, Marty, if you want. Yeah, Peace, I'm glad you are letting me talk about the Minnesota Wild specifically because they are an absolute wagon this year. I know I throw that term around a lot, but it's true. So Minnesota is on a seven-game win streak right now. But the thing that I like about this win streak, so for everyone listening, we're recording as of Wednesday, December 8th. So yesterday, the Wild absolutely dominated the Oilers. They won 4-1. They beat Toronto over the weekend. And the Leafs were also on a really good run there. So they beat them 4-3. And then they've also beat the other team that they beat. This was a few more games back, but they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-2. to So in their seven-game win streak, they beat Tampa. They beat Edmonton. They, I think it was Edmonton once or twice. And then they beat the Leafs as well. So they've had a really good run. I really like this team. I also do like Vegas. Don't get me wrong. I think Vegas is a... Re- Another team that I was kind of talking about last episode that was on the right path. But the Minnesota Wild, I think, you know, if I had to say a top five right now, here's probably my first hearty hot take, which I don't really think is a huge hot take. The Minnesota Wild are the best team in hockey. I, I think they're the best team. They are great defensively. They have great goaltending. Like both goalies are on a tear. And they finally have that X-factor type offensive player with Kaprizov. And that guy, he's a difference maker for that team that they've, like, the the only other guy I can think of, like, when you think of the Minnesota Wild, like, there's not too many offensive players that stand out to me. Like, I know they had Zach Parisi, but he was like... Greenway. Oh, yeah. Elite player. Is he a a forward or a D-man? Like, that's how... He might be a hybrid. He's just a guy you, he's a rover. You throw him out on the ice and just say, have at her, basically. Yeah, but, he's, a, uh, he's a dog. Dog. He's got that fullback mentality, but just in the NHL. Absolutely, so. dude. I'm giving my fullback of the week to Jordan Greenway right now. Sick. That might have to be a weekly segment that we do. Fullback, fullback of the week. mentality, yeah. You get the fullback of the week if you represent that fullback mentality. And Jordan Greenway, dog. But that whole team, they're all dogs. Like they, I don't know. I just, I really like the, I really like their team right now. Vegas has been playing good, but Minnesota, I'm going to say it, their wagon status, get the wagon t-shirts going. Cause uh, I, I really like think Minnesota's or the Rangers maybe are like the two teams to beat right now. Cause both of them are, they're looking good. So that's really all I have to highlight for NHL. I just, uh, I just um, rock hard for the Wild, I guess, which you don't hear that too often because they're usually not the most exciting team. So 
Yeah, and like I think I think you hit the hammer on the head. They aren't the most exciting teams, but they're getting the job done. They're playing four lines deep. You know, everyone's kind of got a role to play, and everyone's playing it well. They're winning um, games. That and that's what matters. Yeah, absolutely. So like winning uh, matters. Yeah. Oh, out of, the, out of the five games there, like I said, we highlighted three. Should be a decent night in the NHL. Um, I have one college basketball game highlighted. Both of these teams are in the top 10. We got number six, Villanova, against number two, Baylor. This is a very interesting game here because these two teams are pretty different in the way that their play style is. Villanova loves to shoot the three. You know, they just they, they love to, you know, shoot their shots. Whereas Baylor is kind of in your face, more rubbing, uh, bump and grind type thing, playing under the basket. Um. Yeah, if, if if Baylor can play defense on the perimeter there and not allow some easy threes there, I do think Baylor takes it. But if if Nova gets hot, look out. Especially even come March, these two teams will be in it, whether it's Final Four, Elite Eight, that type thing. Look for these two teams. This is uh, going to be a fun, fun game to watch. So tune in. Man, I got to start watching college sports more. Like, I, I think we like- should do a March Madness thing. Something oh, we will. Yeah, well, like for something. sure. We I should do a bracket and March keep up. Madness. And like could, update our brackets and shit too. Could yeah. you? Im- hey, I'm just like, could you imagine being a college athlete at any of those like Levels. top Levels. schools? Like, oh yeah, dude, it'd be sick. I just like, I would just like for one day to just experience like what, like if you're like, uh, if, like a Trevor Lawrence where you know you're going to be like the number one pick. You're just riding like 30 straight regular season wins and like they're and then gods. Urban Meyer like, becomes your coach. And then you go first overall like to the Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, really Vinny. You know what though? I'm pretty sure after that went out, they got a huge W. Like, like yeah, it was on that the week football, on the football field. Yeah, they got a W. Like, it was that week that that happened. Like, was that I think before that, they went overseas? Yeah, I, think, I believe so. Yeah, it had to have been because it was. Maybe. I think it was like week three or four, maybe. <laughs> Whoever the there. entrance for Coach Urban Meyer into the. <sighs> But yeah, other than that, uh, we've already kind of talked about uh, NFL for Sunday, so we're all good there. I guess. We'll I think we in. do have we do have one more game piece I wanted to talk about actually. That's on Sunday. Oh shit! For NFL? No, CFL. Oh. oh, okay. We have the Grey Cup. Right. I've given up on that league after the Riders kind of found a found a way to blow it. Um, shout out our boy Cody Fajardo, though. Uh, tough way to go out. I mean, Winnipeg and Saskatchewan, we said it last episode, whichever team won would win the Grey Cup. I'm standing by that. Winnipeg will win the Grey Cup this year. So Bombs over Hamilton, dude. Yeah. How about they, that fight in the stands, though? That was wild. I like that video had it didn't have audio on it. Like I what was what could have possibly like obviously the fans like had said something. Oh like, yeah, but like, and like had to be bad, bad. Like, I just don't. And like, people were like 
I don't love Facebook, but I saw it on Facebook and people are so dumb. Like they think that they can just say whatever to the players or do whatever. And then they have the audacity to just start making fun or chirping the players on Facebook. Like, I don't know what happened. And maybe the player was at fault. I don't know the whole story, but it just amazes me that fans have the nerves to even, you know, say stupid shit to these people. Yeah. I, I I completely agree. So like when you see a player like that up in the stands, like something serious must have been said or done in order for that to happen. I, I think I think as a professional athlete, you could keep your cool until until you see red or black or whatever you see when you're angry. And he must have been seeing that because yeah, this is a this is a tough look. I just like I don't understand, like, when, like, I think about myself, you know what, I get it, maybe you have a few beers flowing, you're feel, you're feeling a little brave, but I mean, we've all been to, whether it's hockey, football, whatever, like, like, yeah, there's, like, being rowdy, and there's chirping the other team, and then there's just taking it too far, and I just feel like, like, as a fan, I don't get why you have the nerve to, I just feel like athletes don't get treated as people i think people forget that sometimes and it's yeah yeah, that was wild though i mean you don't see that in like cfl it's like i just don't get how the fan even got that close to the player in the first place but well i mean the player was up where the fans sit so like something something and players don't do that unless yeah unless provoked to the point where they aren't thinking straight so So, i don't know uh, I do have the Bombers beating the Thai Cats, though. So, yeah, I mean, that guy. Oh, what was he? He would. He wore what? Was it shorts every day or sweatpants? Yeah, yeah. yeah that was one again. It was like yeah. twenty years or some shit. Oh, I think it was longer than that. I want to say like was thirty. It? Oh yeah, it was a long time since and the he, Blue Bombers. Uh, he lived in Winnipeg, I, bro. Like Winterpeg, aka. Yeah, he wait, just only wait. wore shorts. How do you like? I know there's always one brave person who's willing to wear shorts, but like, man, I'm not going to lie. My old lady would not allow me to wear shorts every single no, day. Man. Not, and I, I would thank her for not letting me do that. Oh, yeah, like this. I mean, you live in the prairies, like. Yeah. Warp, warp, oh yeah. Vince just, Vince, he just pulled it up here. So for those listening, Blue Bombers fan fulfills promise. Wears pants for first time in 18 years after Grey Cup win. So is that guy just bearing? As that's what a headline for global news. <laughs> so has that guy strictly been wearing pants then, and he refuses to put shorts on now that the Bombers are maybe going to go back to back? I think he's got enough shorts time under his belt. He's probably good for a couple years or seasons. Up to yeah, I don't know. I think after 18 years of only wearing shorts, I would want to wear some pants too. So okay, P, like to put this in perspective, like that's all. That's like three quarters of our life. That yeah, this dude just wore shorts every day. That's that's absolute bonkers. Like that's, that's commitment. That's. That's He's commitment. Like, I think you could do it if it was it was if it was sweatpants. And... Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna say. Oh, sweatpants. you were the sweatpants king. Still yeah. am, man. If I don't have to you... be anywhere, find me in a pair of sweats. But you were like coming to school every day wearing sweatpants. Yeah, 
if it that's was someone's place somewhere, if it was someone's birthday, I would throw on a pair of jeans. If and if I remembered, so birthdays so, yeah. and christenings, you wear jeans? Or? Yeah. Are they wet? No wet jeans. Not shout out to those boys. No free shout outs. No free yeah, shout outs. No Unless free it's for McCorkle Jones. Yeah, no free shout outs. Oh, man. Well, other than that, I agree, Pee's like, I would like to see not the Bombers win, but it's, I, I kind of said be. it last, we said it last week. I, yeah. I have a huff, like a hard time believing they won't win. They've kind of been dominating everyone in the CFL this year. So yeah. anyways, I think that kind of highlights um, everything we had for Sunday there. Pease, did you have anything for the Monday, December 13th? <sighs> Um, other than the football game, I think that one is going to get majority of the viewers. There's only one hockey game on, and that's Calgary versus Chicago. Mark my words, Chicago wins this game. I mean, you're one and oh saying that. Yeah. With, with, I, the, with the Caps game. Yeah, so I I'm mean, very confident in that Chicago Calgary game. Calgary will be coming off two out of three. Chicago has two games rest at home. I like that matchup. Um, and then flipping over to the NBA, there's really only two games that are kind of popping off the books, and that's Milwaukee versus Boston. Um, Boston just lost to the Lakers, but other than that, I've been playing pretty decent. And then Phoenix versus the LA Clippers. Um, the Clippers have been playing great basketball, even without Kawhi. I'm excited to see how that team does when he returns. But Phoenix right now is the number one team in well maybe not the number one but definitely top three in the league so that one should be another fun game to watch and just because we're canadian shout out to the raptors they play um uh they play sacramento on monday there i'll go off i'll go off the record and say that the raptors will win that game why off the record Because I don't want it on the record because uh, me betting the Toronto Raptors this year is extremely bad. I think I'm 0 for 8, whether it be the spread, the money line, you name it. I've been bad. Uh, Shout out to our boy Ryder Epic. He knows the curse is real. I've told him. If I bet on the Toronto Raptors, I will let him know so that he won't watch that game tonight. And he doesn't have to be disappointed. So shout out the boy. All right, gentlemen, I think it's time. We're going to go into our segment. What are we rolling? Keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. Peas, my guy, this is your time to shine. Yeah, we got some redeeming to do this weekend. So Um, I'm going to start with uh, December 11th, 12th, and 13th before we jump into NFL Sunday. Um, so I'm starting with December 11th, which is the Saturday, and we are going to take the St. Louis Blues money line versus the Montreal Canadiens. We got to get our bets in early for this one because Tampa Bay is taking on Ottawa at noon, and that game we're taking Tampa Bay at minus 1.5. Washington puck line minus 1.5 versus Buffalo, and then we have Philly money line versus Arizona. Do you guys have any bets for December 11th? Yeah, Pease. Um, I guess we'll stick with my Moneyline Marty tag here. And I uh, got a couple of games I picked out in the NHL. I also like Washington over Buffalo Moneyline. Uh, the other game that I picked out here is I like Seattle 
at home against Columbus. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Seattle. And yeah, that's the Seattle's been playing good lately. Dude, so Columbus, I, Columbus ain't a team to be joked with. No, I just I, I don't know. Got it's just one of those gut feelings. I just like the way Seattle's been playing lately. But uh, the other game I picked out here, uh, I have two more actually on Saturday. Uh, Minnesota Wild over the LA Kings money line and sleeper pick here. But uh, Dallas Stars are on a seven-game seven win streak as of right now while we're recording. I like them over San Jose. Yeah, I definitely don't hate that ticket. I might bet that one myself. Uh, Vinny, you got anything for Saturday? Or Nothing are you just for doing, Saturday. No, you're just, just doing the, the football week. for Sunday? All yes, right. Sir. Okay. Well, we're going to jump into our December 12th. That is not including our NFL bets so far. So I have Carolina at minus one and a half versus Vancouver. We're going to take the Nets money line, the Brooklyn Nets money line against Detroit. We're going to take the Blue Bombers money line against Hamilton. And we're going to take the Lakers money line against Orlando. So that's our non-NFL Sunday ticket. Marty, what do you got? I'm going to stick with NHL talk here. So um, only game that I really picked out here. There's a couple of tough ones, um, but I picked out two. So I like Carolina over Vancouver on Sunday there. So I would hammer Carolina. And then the other game that I had picked out is I like the Ducks over the Blues. I'm picking a lot of away games, but I don't know. I'm just yeah. trusting the gut, trusting the gut feeling right now. Uh yeah. I mean, hey, whatever works. Sometimes you just look at a team, and you know that's all you see. Um, that's gonna take us to Monday, December thirteenth. I am picking my Chicago Blackhawks against Calgary on the money line. Um, and then I've got three basketball games. So like I said before, shout out to Ryder Epic. I am taking Toronto over Sacramento in this one. Um, I've got the Dallas Mavericks over the Charlotte Hornets. Dallas has been playing okay lately. And then I'm taking the Atlanta Hawks against the Houston Rockets. And that's my December 13th money lines. Marty, what do you got for me, buddy? Uh, the only one that I had picked out, and you know what? I'm going to stick with NHL. I'm going to disagree with you because I'm going to go against the Blackhawks every single time until they actually lose. So I'm going to pick the Flames over Chicago. I'm sticking with my away games. Sorry, Pete. Hey, totally fine. Understandable. I know you still got a bitter taste in your mouth and you're taking it out on me by gambling against me. That's all right. I'll make that hurt. Um, I think now we just jump into our NFL bets. I've got three tickets here that uh, that I'm going with again. I know we'll upload a couple more come Sunday on the Instagram. Stay live for the story. Stay tuned. Um, yeah, I'm going to start with my can't lose parlay, and that is the Seattle Seahawks money line against the Houston Texans. We're going to take the Los Angeles Chargers money line against the New York Giants. We are going to take the Packers money line against Green Bay. And shout out my boys. They did it last week. First one's under their belt. They're going to keep things rolling. I've got Detroit at plus eight and a half, and I'm going to be stringing $100 on that bet, and we're going to see what happens. Um, Vince, 
Marty, anyone else want to take a rain here before I get in my other tickets or? Uh, Vidi, I think I want to hear from you. I want to hear what your wave of the week is. So let's pass it off to you here. Thanks, Marty. All right. As uh, earlier mentioned in the episode, we went four for six with uh, last week's wave. And this week, Vinny's wave of the week, I'm going to take the Jaguars and Titans under at 44. I'm going to take the Raiders and Chiefs over, which is at 48. And I'm going to take Seattle and uh, Houston under at 41 and a half. Both of these teams have the worst offenses in the league. So I pretty much see that happening for sure. And I'm going to take the under at 42 for the Broncos and Lions game. I do see the Lions possibly getting their second W. You know, uh, I think Goff and Reynolds found a little bit of a nice link there. And I see that kind of progressing. So we'll see how that goes. I'm going to take this is the only one I'm really kind of unsure about, boys, is the Bills and Buccaneers. The taking the over, I think it could be a gunslinging game, but the over is high at 53 and a half. Yikes. I don't know, boys. But nonetheless, we're rolling the dice on that one. Um, I'm going to take San Fran and Cincinnati. I'm going to take the over on that one. I think that's going to be a gunslinging game at 48 and a half. And those six play parlays will play nicely. And uh, stay tuned. That's the wave of the week, boys. Yeah, uh, I think what you pointed out, the over 53 and a half there, that's a huge, huge, huge over under there. But... Like I said, that uh, both offenses are destined, I guess, for you know scoring points. So you might be okay there. I think um, the Bills, after putting up ten points last week, they got to be due. Like Josh Allen doesn't go quiet again. I I don't think anyway. So I don't yeah. hate that, Vinny. Don't, don't hate, hate that. that either. Um, I'm gonna get into. Uh, my second ticket, and this one, I I don't know why I love it so much, but this one's the big dog's got to eat. Uh, I took uh, five different games. They're all on the plus side, and we're starting off with my boys in Baltimore. We're going to buy that extra half point. or sorry, the extra full point. We're going to take Baltimore plus three and a half. Um, like I said, that game, it's going to be close divisional game. Stop the run. You stop Cleveland. Um, and then I'm taking the Jets at plus five against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I just think that the Saints aren't as strong as they should be. I still think Alvin Kamara's out. The Jets kind of balled out a little bit at the start of the game against uh, Philly last week. So hopefully that kind of continues. Um, we're taking Detroit at plus eight and a half. Like I said, uh, this spread is pretty generous. I do think that uh, Detroit comes out, keeps it close. Um don't be surprised if they win two in a row here. And then for Jacksonville versus Tennessee, we are going to buy the extra point. We're going to take them at plus nine and a half instead of eight and a half. Um, Jacksonville will score their points, but Tennessee, they're, they're banged up, man. They're banged up bad. That offense is, you know, not what it was at the start of the year. And then finally, we're taking the Washington football team at plus four. They've looked good these last few weeks. Dallas, maybe not as much, but Dallas had a lot of time off. I do think this is a one score game. 
I'm just betting that it's going to be closer to a field goal rather than a touchdown. Marty, you got anything else here? Hold up, please. You really think the Saints are going to lose to the Jets, bro? I think the Jets are going to cover the plus five, if not lose outright. I I think that Taysom Hill comes out on top in the Mormon Mega Bowl against Zach Wilson. <laughs> the Mormon Mega Bowl. Yeah, like I got. mean, this the Saints defense is is good, but I don't know. I like the way that the Jets played last week. I know they had a couple of drives stall, but I I'm just not a firm believer in the New Orleans Saints offense right now. I I don't know. It's it's gonna be an ugly game. You could give me the under on that one if that one makes you feel better and I won't hurt your feelings. Yeah, I'll take that. But I, <laughs> I think Taysom's hungry right now, man. Well He's better hurt. He's hungry. Kamara's back this week, too. Is he back? He's yeah. back. Okay. So I'm not sure if you you know that piece, but he's supposed to be back. Yeah, so no, I'm still taking back too. Yeah, I'm st- <laughs> I'm still taking the Jets at plus five. I'll be confident with that. Hopefully, come game day too. So, yeah, give me the unless, Jets at plus five. Unless Drew Brees comes back, I think Pease is pretty confident in his Jets pick there. Yeah, well, even anyone to play receiver for the Saints. Yeah. I'm good with that ticket. Like I said, the big dogs got to eat. I think a lot of dogs win this week. So dog. Dog. Big dogs. 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 And Jack then I Wilson. put a dog. And then I put a nice little uh fun parlay in for the I, I might throw like 50 bucks on it or something. And it's Cincinnati at plus one and a half. We're gonna take the Chargers at minus nine and a half, and we're gonna take the Buffalo Bills at plus three and a half. Throw fifty dollars on that. Let's see what happens. But yeah, other than that, I'm confident with a lot of these picks. I'm hoping. I swear to God, my reputation's on the line because if it, if if this is another rough week, I might just have to hang them up for sure. So this is me well, coming out of retirement. Peas, I think. You know, moneyline Marty is here to back you up, and I think I went three for one. I'm gonna up it. I'm gonna pick six games this week. I think. And I'm going to just pick six games, teams that I think are going to win this week. So I like the Washington football team over the Cowboys as well. Really? You're taking Washington against the spread? I do. Just Taylor Hey, Taylor Heineke. He's got swagger. I like him. I like it. I like him. I don't, I just, I'm riding with the football team. I did it last week. When you and I'm I'm doing again this week. I, I re- really think the football team's gonna win here. Mm-hmm. Uh the next game that I pick, a little bit of an easier one to pick, I think. Chiefs over the Raiders. I just think the Chiefs are although Mahomes didn't play that great last week. Yeah, that I just think that defense has just been really good for the Chiefs, which is surprising because yeah. of how bad they were at the beginning of the year, but I like the chiefs over the Raiders chiefs are at home. Um, I expect Pat to probably have a good game against that Raiders defense as well. So we'll see. Um, so chiefs over the Raiders. And then I have, <laughs> this is the one I'm worried about. I have the chargers over the giants. Like everything tells me the chargers are going to win this game, but they're so streaky. I just I don't know what to expect, but I, I'm pretty I'm pretty confident in that pick. I do think the Chargers are going to win, um, so I have the Chargers over the Giants. Chargers are at home as well. Um, the other two games that I have here, 
I like the 49ers over the Bengals. I think mm-hmm. the 49ers, I again, Pease, you might not agree with me. I just I just think it was a one-off last week. I, I think the 49ers, Seattle has seemed to have their number this season, and I don't know why. Seattle beat them both games this year. Um, I, I expect to bounce back from the Niners. I don't know. I just, another gut feeling that I have. Um, I'm a little riskier this week. And then I'm going to pick another easy game because he still owns them. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers over the Chicago Bears. Um yeah, that's what uh, that's what I'm rolling with this week. A little bit, a little bit riskier than I than I would probably typically do, but I don't know. A lot of gut feelings. So, in there. so yeah. Just to recap here, Marty, you want to go through your ticket again? I think I only got five out of the six. I might have been lulled on the one. one two, three, four. Oh no, I only said five. The other okay, one that good. I the other one that I wanted to to highlight was the um, the Monday nighter, just because I think it would be fun to do the yeah. Monday nighter. I have the Cardinals over the Rams. All right. So that's uh that's Marty's six six game pick. I do like that you went a little bit more riskier. I think it makes for better numbers. Like I said, it's almost harder to go 0 and 6 rather than 6 and 0 on a bet. So I'm gonna take that to the bank. I'm not gonna let that uh dread on my weekend here, but yeah, there's some bets here for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh that's what we're rolling with this week. Um, yeah, like I said, we're just trying to you know, get some money in your pocket for the Christmas season. So hopefully this uh, this week's a little better than last week and you can all forgive me and we can put that in the rear view and start focusing on our futures. So, I mean, if you always want, you could just fade PZO and you'll probably have better luck to be completely honest. Absolutely. Don't be shy. Fade me. Let me know that you faded me and it worked. I would have loved to, for someone to throw together a parlay and faded me last weekend. That's that's action right there. Um, But yeah. No, let's just keep having fun with it. Yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up the episode here. Guys, do you have anything else that we didn't chat about? I think we're good. Yeah, I think we touched on everything we needed to touch on. Like I said, we're still trying to get a little bit of rhythm and flow on what we're doing, who's doing what, that type thing. But uh, hey, for four podcasts in, I'm pretty proud of us, boys. We're we're still doing it, still standing. And uh, we haven't tried to kill each other yet, so. So before we wrap it up here, have you guys ever seen the movie Draft Day? I love that movie. Yeah, great, great movie. movie, right? Fonte Mac, no matter what. Yeah, I, Dude, I wrote down. Foster. He's he's uh, what's his name? I wrote down on my notepad here six and zero, oh, no matter what. I Just love so that. you know. So no matter what, no matter what, six and zero. Oh. So, I think. I think that's what we'll leave it off at. So once again, to all of our listeners, thank you for rolling the dice with us here. We hope you continue to roll with us. We hope our reputation maybe gets a little bit stronger with some of our picks this week. But regardless, we appreciate all the feedback, all the listeners. And thank you once again for following us on the Instagram, uh, Rolling the Dice Pod. And that's rolling with the ING, just so the fans at home know. So give us a follow on Instagram, chat with us. We're more than happy to have a conversation with you, or we're happy to see if you fade any of our picks. So thanks again. And uh, once again, thanks for rolling with us, baby. Yeah, Take care. Till next week. Peace. Shout out Jordan Greenway. Keep uh, repping that fullback mentality. And thanks for rolling with us. I, I have no idea who Jordan Greenway is. 
It's money line Marty and Paul APs. With any steady rocking the behind the scenes. The pick ain't always right, and you gotta pay the price. But it is what it is when you're rolling the dice. We rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah, we rolling the dice. We rolling, 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 rolling.